All right, so what's going on everybody? First things first, if you guys are listening to this, this is the second episode, season two of The Dropout Degree. Yeah. Um, we got the new co-host on board, my business partner, my best friend, Jeffrey Bunting. Uh, I'm excited to have him here. Um, actually somebody I look up to greatly, one of my mentors when it comes to business, helped me get to the level where I'm at today. And uh, so to be able to bring him on board as the co-host of The Dropout Degree, um, there's a lot of things in store for you guys, I'm telling you right now, um, that's going to definitely help you get to that next level. So if you guys have been subscribed for a long time and you thought the information I gave uh, was getting you to the next level, I can't wait to hear uh, yeah. what they're going to think when both of us are killing it together. For sure, for sure. I'm happy to be here. Um, I think that, you know, just doing these and providing a lot of free value, a lot of a lot of value in general to people that need it is important. Um, I think a lot of people just miss that direction in their life where, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're going down their path, but they actually don't know that they could be living a different, completely different life. You know, right, right. I think that's the biggest thing. There's not a lot of things that separate, you know, the most successful person from you and I. Right. All it is is we decided, hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be good people. Right. Right. And what we're gonna do is gonna work our fucking asses off. Right. That's the only thing that really separated us. And then just the you know the evolution of evolving our minds in the sense of gaining new information. Right. I think that's where a lot of people struggle. I think that's where a lot of people get held up. And I think you, you probably believe the same thing is information is really what is going to be like the key from you going to A to B. For example, if one guy built a car and he knows how to build a car mm-hmm. and the challenge is to build a car, a.k.a. to get wealthy or to get rich, you're not going to know how to do it. Right. You know, and most people are going to go down the path of self, um, you know, self-education where it takes so much longer. Mm-hmm. to get good at something instead of just following the people that already done it and that's why we're doing this you know All right and i think one of the crazy things too is for everybody that's listening to this right now is most people whether they know or not are really just a few small decisions a few minor tweaks in their yeah. life or the things they're currently doing to get to that next level you know i think back to like there, I, there's so many different times i can think back at least 10 plus where i'm like if i didn't do that one thing I would not be here right now. For sure. If I didn't have that, meet that one person, I would not be here right now. If I didn't listen to that one podcast, I wouldn't be here right now. If I didn't, you know, get into that one training, I wouldn't be here right now. And so, like, a lot of people think, you know, it's very, very complicated to get to that next level. And don't get me wrong, right. there's a lot of hard work. You got to do a lot of different things. But there's just minor changes and minor tweaks that you, people need to do in their everyday life to, you know, put them on that path, at least to get to that next level, right? It's obviously their um, responsibility to maintain and you know learn and grow and you know do the things needed to get to that level yeah but like the first step is always just taking action you know doing that making that one decision it's funny you say that because uh you know everyone's always asking like hey how do you network with better people how do you build a support group how do you get rid of the bad people in your life right and you're saying hey it's one tweak well when you decided to start hanging around better people you were literally one person chain away from meeting me right you know you met one guy yeah. And he happened to know me pretty well, and then that's how we got connected. You tried to DM me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You tried to reach out to me. You saw me driving multiple times in the same city. Right. But what did it was the one tweak at your relationships in your life. Right, right. You know? And so people are going to say, hey, you know, I want a mentor. I want this. Well, if you think about that and you think back, it's like, yo, dude, like well, that one tweak allowed you to, to, you know, get into my circle, get into my mentors, and, and right. completely take a new uh, approach and observation like style at life you know right and two and a half years later <laughs> doing multiple six figures a month traveling yeah. the world full time becoming freaking roommates <laughs> i mean i would have never thought that you know day one when i was like oh who the heck is this kid who's making money online killing yeah. it driving exotic cars 
And uh, I, I don't think the people listening to this right now really understand how powerful that actually is. Right. Like one person, like one Facebook message, one Instagram message, and my entire life feels right and scales like infinitely. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're around the right support group. I, I, I tell people all the time, it's like, how do you quit drinking alcohol if you're an alcoholic? You, right. go, you go to a support group most of the time, yeah. or something insane happens to your life, and then you may decide to finally make that decision to right. change your life. But most people never get to that breaking point. Yeah, that, that's most people. Most people, that's pretty much the main two things where people decide to change. Yeah. It's either they're hurt so bad, things are like, they get the lowest they can possibly get, where they're just like, I'm done, I'm changing it. Or they just simply make a small decision to change their association and change what they're doing on a daily basis to get results. Yeah, for me, that's like a sad reality though because if you have to get to like this, the rock bottom to realize that you want, you need better for your life, right, right. you're just not in a good mindset. Like, and that's the general population. So for me, like, I never had that breaking point. I never had mm. that point where I was like, yo man, like, I need to do better, I need to be better, I need to make more money. I need to, you know, be able to take care of a family as a man. Right. I need to be able to take care of my fam, my, you know, my family in the uh, other sense of like my parents, grandparents, siblings. Yeah, I needed to be able to take care of them, and I had that realization. I didn't have to go to this breaking point to re- to have to actually take a look at reality. Right. And so, you know, when I was going to school, I was fourteen, and I asked my mom a specific question. I asked her, I was like, "Mom, why am I doing this?" I was like, "Why am I going to school? Why am I living my one life?" And I think that's where most people really fuck up right is is not realizing that your time is actually counting down yeah you know the average retirement age right now is i think 73 and then the average death age in america right now is 76 so you're really gonna work your ass off and do everything for someone else's happiness and and enjoyment so they can live their life so you get three fucking years of old age (laughs) three years of retirement that's insane to me that is literally insane so when it comes down to you know Oh, you know, I'm not really motivated or I'm not really, you know, feeling confident about, you know, building my online business or building a business in general. Right. I'm like, you are fucking insane. You know, one of the things that uh, my dad actually told me when I was younger, like really, really young. Yeah. And this is what stuck to me. Like I, when he told me this, I was like, holy shit. And for those of you guys listening right now, um, you know, take notes on this. Remember this. Um, but he pretty much essentially told me, he's like, Josh, look. He's like, right now, you're young, you have no worries, you have no stresses, you know, you're, you're a kid, right. right? But he's like, one day, you're gonna be 30 years old. He's like, you have two options. You like, you can be 30 years old, and you can finish school and decide to work a job. You can decide to, you know, just start making money right away. You know, a lot of people are looking for that instant gratification, you know, so they just go straight to a 95 job. Right. Or you can, you know, or whatever it is, for example, for some people, college, right? You can apply this to college, whatever your decision is. Um, personally, for me, my dad wanted me to, like, go to, like, medical school and do all this stuff. Stuff I didn't really want to do. Right. But regardless, this was the concept. He said you can either, you know, look for the instant gratification and just do something. Like, just settle for something right now because it's easy, because it's comfortable. But then when you're 30 years old, you're like, Wow. You know, because one day you're gonna be 30 no matter what. Instant gratification is good right now. Right. So, but then when you're 30 years old and you're not where you want to be in life, right. and you're not making the amount of money, you're not you know married to that dream wife you always wanted to have because right. you're a bum, then you're gonna be like, wow, I wish I would have done. And you're gonna things. see people with the results that you could have had. Yeah, at the same age. And That's where depression comes in, I think, for older people. Yeah, for sure. You know, people start going through midlife crisis and stuff like that. But he's like, or you could be 30 years old, 
you'd be making millions of dollars, you'd be wildly successful, you could be traveling the world, you could right. have your dream wife, you can have everything you want, but you're gonna have to sacrifice three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. But here's the thing, regardless, you're gonna be 30. Yeah. So unless you die. Right. <laughs> so like, but where do you wanna be? Most people listening to this right now are that first person. I'm 30 years old, or you know, I'm 18 years old, I'm 20 years old, I'm 16 years old, I'm 25 years old. Even for people who are older than that, if you listen to this right now, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60, it's not too late. But the thing is, you have a decision right now to do what is comfortable right now, do what is not that hard, do what you know everybody else is doing, right? And it probably feels good to do the same thing as everybody else because you know you're not make, you're not getting made fun of, you're not being put on blast, and you're not struggling. You're just you know doing decent, or you can bust your ass. You can take risks, you know, and actually do what you know you need to do, but really yeah. don't want to do, and give it some time. You stay consistent, do the right things, you follow the right people. You'll be where you know you'll be where you want to be at that certain age. And when he told me that, I was like, "Shit, <laughs> I gotta start doing things right." So yeah, when I was in high like school, sixteen, I, right? Yeah. And so I wasn't when I was in high school. I wasn't really partying. I wasn't really going out, you know, drinking with all my friends, doing all that stuff because that like that just hit me so hard. You know, because I started looking around. Most people don't get that epiphany. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm lucky and I'm blessed. I'm grateful that my dad told me that when I was young because I actually started looking around. And I was like, well, my dad does pretty well for himself. My dad's a physician, if you guys, you know, listen to this, didn't know. And money's never really been an issue. Obviously, he has a ton of student debt. So, you know, it's annoying. But we never were, like, the super rich family. But, you know, I made yeah, sure you I like, food on the table. Yeah, and, and I house guys, over your head. Yeah, and if, guys, if you guys listened to my story before, you know, I've been a hustler since I was young. My dad uh, taught me how to start flipping and making money online and selling things when I was young. But the concept was I looked at where my dad was at, a stable position, and then I looked at where a lot of his friends were at. And he's and emulating, at, and at that time, he's probably emulating to you, too, that you can have more than I have. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. He always told me, you know, I want you to be at the next level. Now, what my dad makes in a week, I, or in a month, I do that in less than a couple days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is crazy. But the whole concept was, though, I was seeing people struggling. I remember my friends at school telling me, you know, my parents are broke right now. My, you know, this is happening. This is going on. Or I remember people, like my neighbors, I was one of the only neighbors maybe me and like five other neighbors out of a neighborhood of 30 people who didn't move in the last like 10 years. I seen everybody, one of my neighbors move, move, gone. Like my friends, these are kids yeah. my age. And I'm like, why are you moving? Oh, my parents lost their house. My parents lost my house. And I'm like, well, what do your parents do? And I saw the things that their parents did and I saw what my dad did and it made sense. So that was like an internal motivating factor for me was like, I gotta win. I yeah. cannot lose. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm glad I learned that early. And I want you guys listening to this right now to really try to grasp that concept because I think that's really, really important to yeah. really deeply understand that and have. And for me, it wasn't necessarily being motivated to be successful, but it was the fear of my future self not thanking me later. Yeah. I think the easiest way to put that into perspective for most people is going to be, you know, immigrants, for example. If you come from a third world country to America, you see it for what it is. You see opportunity. You see ability. You see people making a lot of money, and you say, uh, "I have that potential. I can do it if I just hustle my ass off." And then you see people that are born here. Um, thankfully, I have a similar mindset because of where I was raised. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, when you see people that are born here, they don't. They don't like. They take everything for granted. They spend all day at the beach. They spend all day. You know, people in California. People I grew up, I went to school here, uh, went to high school with, they spent all day at the beach, right. they spent all day partying, they were in just buying uh, you know, cars with money that wasn't theirs, right. they had a false reality. Right. And eventually they'll wake up, and it'll be too late, just like you said. And for me, you know, when I was coming from a small town in Idaho where the average income is like 23000 a year, <sighs> it's not like 
Southern California. Yeah. So I come here and I see these people making millions and driving Ferraris and Porsches and I'm back in like a, a, a ranch truck in Idaho, mm. you know, with like, like that plush seat, whatever that seat <laughs> yeah, material yeah, is and all the cars there. Nobody had as a nice car. I think the nicest car there was like a 2001 Corvette and it was just right. the one rich person. And so when I came here and I, I saw these kids with family money, I was like, dude, I got this. Yeah. And that's the difference. If you guys are if you guys are going to be complacent, you guys are going to be okay with where you're at, it'll never change. Mm-hmm. It'll never literally change. So, let's jump into the point of this podcast and we get a lot of messages and you know, we just went into our private group and we asked, you know, what do you guys think we should elaborate on? What should we talk about? Give our opinions about. And a lot of people were saying um, confidence. How do you become confident enough to do business? How do you become confident enough to talk to people? How do you become confident enough to make people like you? Make actual decisions, though. Make actual power moves in the sense of starting a business that you weren't ready to start, Mm -hmm. or you know, getting rid of your uh, friends and family. You know, I think that's one of the hardest parts about being an entrepreneur is people are like, "Oh, well, I love my family. I love my siblings." You Uh know, and for me, that was an easy decision because I didn't have a close knit family like most people do. Right. I was just like, yo, I was like, I barely talk to you guys as it is. Now I'm just not going to talk to you guys until I'm successful. Yeah. So, you know, you tell me that, you know, you just got out of high school, right? And I don't think, were you the popular kid or no? Um, so I started my business and started becoming an entrepreneur. I was a decently known athlete. I was on the basketball team varsity. But when I started my business, everyone, you know, I'm telling everybody my goals. I'm telling everybody my ambitions. I'm like, man, that dude was cocky. That dude was conceited. But you always, you, know, you were always a little kid. more outgoing, right? Yeah, I was an extrovert. So. so for me, when I started business, uh, I didn't have, you know, a lot of friends in the right. first place. I right. had a, me, I've always had a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. I've never been the guy that has 75 friends. Like, it's just not me. Now I have a lot of acquaintances in my life. Mm-hmm. But right now, and, and this is how it's always been for me, I've had one or two main friends at the time. And that has allowed me to focus on my goals. When you have a lot of people you know, dissecting that 24 hours out of your day, and they're kind of like saying, hey, I'll take this 20 minutes, and I'll take this hour. And I think there's a scientific uh, article, I'll, I'll try to find it. It's every distraction, every like one minute distraction, it takes your brain like I think 12 to 16 minutes to actually refocus on the tasks you were doing. So if you're on the computer and you're, you know, building your your web page for your business or whatever, and you know your sibling walks in and says something to you, that's like a that's like a 20, 15 minute distraction technically right. every checks, single one. Then you check social media real quick on Instagram and you're looking at you're, you're your off, friends' your profile. Focus gone. Yeah. So how do you build that confidence? So for me, I don't think it's a reality. I'll tell you guys the real truth, how I built confidence. Um, I remember I had to public speak, at, not even public speak, in, in a classroom of 15 people. I had to read a uh, a report or something I did. Right, right. I think it was uh, freshman year, and I just, I just, I just told the teacher I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, was, I was too scared to talk in front of 15 people that didn't matter, that were irrelevant. But I was so introverted that I was too scared. Right. And you know, how do I go from that to someone that speaks on stage with in front of thousands of people? Mm-hmm. You know, that travels the world, that has private events, that you know meets new people every day, has lunch meetings, um, starts new businesses, and. By the way, just because I couldn't public speak doesn't mean I was a confident person. Mm-hmm. I was shy. I was to myself. Um, and I really just had no confidence. Right. Now, the first time I gained confidence was when I started jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I found something, right, that not everyone was doing that I could be decent at. You know, you found that, you found that confidence probably through sports. Yeah. So I think the first step to building confidence is to getting good at something that not everyone's good at. Right. And that can be, you know, even entrepreneurship. But getting a hobby, because what that allows you to do is kind of just, I think confidence is superiority. 
Mm-hmm. And when I talk to someone, for example, that doesn't know how to fight, and I know how to fight, there's a level of confidence. Right. And there's no way to just wake up one day and be confident. So what I did so is... You, so essentially what you're saying is confidence kind of stems from being good at something. Yeah, because you know you're good. Right. That's where confidence comes from. I don't right. think there's a level of confidence where you can say, hey, uh, you know, I'm just waking up one day and now I'm confident in business. I'm confident in networking. Right. And I can relate because I remember when I first started public speaking and I was doing an event, I remember my first time I had to speak in front of like, it was like a business meeting and I was presenting an idea to people. Um, I know for a fact it was yeah, horrible. There were seven <laughs> people there and I already knew everything I had to say. Dude, I had like a PowerPoint. I was about to break down everything and I came up. And my legs were shaking. I started sweating. Yeah. My voice, you could hear like the shakiness in it. I'm like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't, yeah, I yeah. couldn't get what I needed to say out. And even when I did get it out, it was there was no conviction in it where anybody would listen to me. Yeah. And then I think down the line now, like today, you know, a year ago, when I was making a good money, when I was highly successful, when I became somewhat of influence in my, and I, I became an expert on. And at least in my eyes, I became an expert at what I was talking about. So I, what I kind of did was I wouldn't ever talk about anything if I wasn't an expert in it. Because yeah. it kind of it, it would lower my confidence. You know, So if, I, if there was something I didn't want to talk about, then like say somebody, asked me, somebody asked me something about something that I wasn't that sure of, that confident about, yeah. I would just say, hey, look, I'm not the person you need to ask about that, etc. But when I knew I, what I wanted to talk about, when I knew that I knew what I was talking about, for damn sure that nobody can tell me anything is wrong about this, I know the facts, you know, whether I just read a Wikipedia article, so I know that's the fact, and I'm about to tell right. you it, I was just boom, boom, boom. I can speak in front of a thousand people, and like they're my homies. Like, hey, you what's speak going with on? conviction you know? if you know you're right. right. I, mean, you, I mean, some people can speak with conviction when they have no idea what they're talking about, but that's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first thing to be able to get confident in what you are doing and what you're doing with your life I think is the step one is number one you have to do something that someone else is not doing if you're public speaking you have to be talking mm-hmm. about something that you're you have knowledge on that they don't right and that's what I think where the confidence stems from stems from and you don't have to be good at something that's widespread and be the best at it to mm-hmm. be confident you don't have to be you know uh, Conor McGregor in the UFC to be confident right, right, right. he was confident before that because he was in Ireland smashing MMA opponents because he was good in his small little niche. Mm -hmm. So then he comes to the UFC arena with this insane confidence that most people could never imagine, but because he was just destroying everyone in Ireland. Right, so what he did essentially was he took the confidence that he gained from one spectrum, transferred it to another spectrum. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Right. You can't, you know, go from losing your whole life. Every time you lose in life, you get a little less confident. And every time Mm -hmm. you win, you get a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This is why I tell people you have to subconsciously win all the time. Right. So, you know, I sucked at business networking until I started making more than most people. Right. Once I started making more money with most people, I started having a level of confidence in, in arguments and uh, not arguments, but Debates. in discussions and conversations mm-hmm. where if someone was to say something to me about money and I know that I, I have much more experience about money than he does. Yeah. I just know I can, how to handle myself. I'm just like, no, man, you're wrong. Like, I and don't I see need it. to prove it's that. It's funny. I've seen it. I remember we, we go out, we'll go to business networking events, uh, and people will just come up, you know, talking like the hottest thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know everything. You know, I got this car, flexing on this. And Jeff is just like, boom, 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 boom. And they're like, uh. <laughs> you know, and it's not about, you know, proving people wrong or putting them on a the spot like yeah, yeah. that. But it's that level of confidence that got Jeff where he's at. And I think in business, you have to be confident. You have to be confident to sell something. Mm-hmm. You have to be confident to promote something. You have to be confident for people to trust you to run a business, even if it's business to business. You, you have to be confident when you go offer your social media marketing services 
to the uh, local McDonald's down the street, even though they probably already have someone. But the right. local, you know, mom and pop's burger shack. Right. You have to be confident when you sell that service. If you're like, um, I might know social media, like it's not gonna do it. If you walk in there and you're like, hey, what's up? I think I can make you guys an extra ten thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe twenty thousand dollars buy these services I provide. Here's my track record. Boom, boom, boom. They say, I don't know about social media. You're like, well, here's the deal. Right. That's the level of confidence. So the tactical tip to take away from here would be like, if you are having problems with confidence, if you're having problems with your self-esteem, and, you know, obviously, I mean, you might not be confident as a person as a whole, but a lot of you guys are just talking about, you know, being confident as like a, you know, entrepreneur, as a business owner, as in this skill and this skill. If that is your issue right now, you need to get fucking good at that skill. Yeah. You need to do a lot of research. You need to watch a lot of videos. You need, they need to... Listen to people educated on that topic. Yeah, listen to people educated on that topic. You need to you know, get around people who are doing what you want to do, what you want to talk about. Because the second you start to feel like you know more than most people, the second you start to feel like you're an expert, you're a teacher. Because right now, we're, we're teaching in educators. the subject. Yeah. We're educators in the subject because we have experience in it. So you, if somebody can't come up to us and be like, you're wrong. Because yeah. we've been through this already. So we're confident. We have a lot of conviction. So if somebody wants to get good at this, then they need to become really good at, you know, if they want to be confident, they got to get really good at whatever they're unconfident about currently. For sure. Um, Which means you got to do a lot of fucking work. Research, work, listen to people, how find do you, the right How people. do you get good at anything? Time in with mm-hmm. the right moves. I had good public speaking mentors when I started. I had very extroverted people that would teach me um, because... I was a benefit to their business right. in other ways. They would teach me public speaking. They would make me go in front of 30, 40, 50 people. And eventually, I realized I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for me not to be confident. Right. And that's a problem, too. I think a lot of people, um, obviously, you know, everybody is most, you know, you got to ask yourself, who do you talk to the most in the world? Yeah. You know, some people are like, oh, my mom, my dad, my friend. My best but, friend. But the reality I talk is, to them all day. Yeah, but the reality is the person you talk to the most in the world is yourself. The person you talk to the most in the world is yourself. You have that little voice in your head that is running through all the time and is saying things, right? Whether it's positive things, whether it's negative things. So first things first, too, is this little voice in your head that you guys are hearing is that's the biggest influence in their life. That's the biggest influence in their life because, you know, that's who they hear from the most. You are so, what you talk to, what you tell yourself you are. Yeah. So if you're like telling you guys yourself... I'm unconfident, I suck, this person is probably gonna make fun of me if I talk, this person is not gonna believe me, this person does not want to hire me, then your body and your mind are gonna react in that exact same way and you're gonna portray those weaknesses. Yeah. So I think what the first step too, is obviously one, getting really good at something, but two, the things that somebody are telling themselves, those gotta change. Yeah. Because you know that is gonna literally change their whole demeanor. You know, so for me, I, I started realizing that you know, really early, uh, back with sports. I used to be like, dude, my coach is going to take me out of the game. If I mess up, I'm going to, you know, do this. If I do this, blah, 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 I'm going to lose the game. Yeah. I was always telling myself this stuff. And then I would, like, fumble the ball, drop the ball, miss the shot, like, bad. I'm like, but I knew in my mind, like, you know, no, I don't I'm, do that. Yeah, because I'm playing by myself. I'm like, I'm good. You know, I, I knocked down a shot before. But all of a sudden, when I get in a spot, I just fuck it up. So I started telling well, myself. because you start worrying about what people are thinking. Yeah, what and, people are thinking. And how they're going to react to what you're doing. Right. And then you're not going to perform at your best. Right. That's reality. So then I started coming in. For example, you think Connor cares about how he performs? Right. Or when he goes out and fight? No, he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. That's why he talks so much shit. Right. Probably a nice dude, but he talks so much shit because he's so confident and that confidence breaks people. Yeah. Like it breaks other people. So then what I started doing was I started going and telling myself, I'm the best at what I do. I'm about to knock down this shot. 
if I miss it, no worries, because I'm probably gonna make the next one. I'm probably just getting warmed up. That's why I missed it. I hit the next one. You know, this guy right here, I'm about to bully him. And then on top of that, I got really good at something. I started hitting the gym yeah. and I got really strong. And now I'm walking in with this new wired mindset where, hey, the person who's talking to me the most, myself, is telling me great things. And on top of that, I'm buff as hell. I'm stronger than you, and I'm stronger than you, and I'm stronger than you. Even if you're not, why you do you, even if you're not stronger than someone else, as long as you don't care right. about, for example, if I go to a business meeting. At least meeting, I felt like I did. Yeah, you know, exactly. If, if I go to a business meeting, for example, I, I don't go and feel, you know, demasculated, whatever that word is. Right. I don't feel, you know, less of a man because someone has more money than me. Right. I don't go there and be like, oh, man, maybe he doesn't look at me right. And that's what I feel most people struggle with. Mm -hmm. It's just really understanding that self-confidence is number one being okay with where you're at right and number two knowing where you're going that's, that's huge huge because if you have no clue where you're going how are you guys going to be confident when you speak to someone mm -hmm. and being you know understanding what your future holds is a big thing so if you have, are making ten thousand dollars a month right now and you're like oh but i'm gonna be a millionaire and you're saying it with conviction and you you really mean it and you know what's reality and you know that you have the skills no necessary to make it happen for example, you can't just want to be a millionaire. Right. You have to develop skills. And then when you realize it's possible and it's an actual, you know, outcome of reality, it's it's actually could happen to you. Then that's when you get the confidence. Right. To speak like one, to act like one, to treat people like one, and you know, to treat something so, so when you're a millionaire, I think there's just a level of respect you have to give to people. Yeah. Well, when I, dude, when I was making $3,000 a month, I felt like I was making 10. That was my level of confidence. I was like, dude, this is like when something's like six figures, that didn't impress me. In my mind, I was already making $10,000 a month. Not on paper, but up here, I was already making it. Yeah. When I was making $10,000 a month, oh, bro, I was making $100,000 a month. That's how I was thinking. So, like, you know, I think, and I think a lot of people, too, it could be a problem sometimes. And I, this is one of the realest things I tell people since you guys are listening to the podcast and you guys are, you know, that you guys are, who are listening to this live. I'm going to tell you guys uh, because I think it's important. I, I think a lot of, you know, quote-unquote gurus, quote-unquote um, people who are supposed to have, be giving advice, they leave this out. But I think the problem is people have this self-limiting belief that says their idols, their icons, their inspirations are out of reach and the things they do are- I was literally about to ask you this question. Yeah, and the things that they're doing are impossible. So like, I'm no different than anybody. Yeah. Like for those of you guys listening to this right now, you are literally like the same as us. Like, you know, I obviously want you guys to consume our content. I want you guys to listen to our content, but I don't want you guys to idolize us. I want you guys to learn from us I want you guys to be inspired from us, but I don't want you to idolize us and put us on this pedestal because we're not. Well, you know. So what I realized, this is taking it back to jujitsu again, is when I had a coach that was at a certain level, I could never pass the level I was at currently. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could get better, but the longer I trained with him, and the less he developed, the higher, the lower my cap was. Right. For my growth, when I went to a bigger school, my cap. When, when I went to a better school with better coaches, with better training, my mm -hmm. cap went up. But I was still held back because if someone is your coach, that you idolize them. You don't be as good as. <laughs> you'll never be as good as them because mm -hmm. you idolize them. Right. Oh, there's that's a, right. That's true. A, no, it really is because when you really idolize someone, you say, Dude, those guys are just on another level, amazing people. You know, I, one day I, I just wish I could be half the person he is. Right. When you, when you say that and you say, those guys are the best in the world, and you say that, that means that you just probably will never be as good. And right. then that mentality holds you back. Instead of the idea, instead of the philosophy that you could take where you say, I really respect how good they are. Mm -hmm. I really respect what they could teach me. But when I fight them, and you know, this is for like MMA, Jiu Jitsu, 
Right. When I fight them, they're not my professor. I'm not already supposed to lose. Right. When someone's your idol, you're already supposed to lose to them. Right, right, right. But and this is why, you know, some people become the best and some people beat the best. And then they're now the best. But mm. because they don't idolize anyone. So when someone is, you know, when you fight someone in jiu-jitsu and you already know you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Yeah. But if you go in there with the mentality is I'm going to give it my fucking best. And my goal is to beat him. Because if I beat him, then I know I could be the best. Right. And even if you don't beat him, you know, you're on the path of developing still. You know, when I first started my... There's no losing. Yeah. When I first started my entrepreneurial journey, um, I used to idolize people. I used to look at the top guys. The, I used to look at the, the big YouTubers, big influencers, people who are killing it. They have everybody loves them. They got diehard fans. And I, I used to watch their stuff. and like, But I used to watch it like it was a movie. Yeah, 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 like you're just idolizing them. Like you're it was like just, saying, those it, guys are just it was yeah, it was just entertaining. It was cool. It was like like you know when you watch a movie, like let's say you're watching a superhero movie, like that's cool. If that, that'd be so cool if that was possible. Or yeah. imagine if you can do this. Imagine if you can do that instead of I can't wait to do this or I will do this. It was imagine this, imagine that, imagine I'm a millionaire. And then I realized like, dude, that if I keep looking at these guys like this, I will never be in the level. And so I realized I got to do one of two things. Either I need to look at them as a rival, a competitor, or I need to look at them as a friend, like somebody that I want to partner with. Yeah. Right. And so I unfollowed everybody that I was watching. And I stopped watching people like their movies, and I stopped, you know, looking at that type of stuff. And I started analyzing them. And I started looking at what they do. I started looking at the moves that they make. Yeah. I started like looking from kind of that perspective. And instead of being wowed by it and being inspired, you were just I was pulling information from. But you decided to emulate. Yeah. Exactly. Copy and copy and copy, and that's how you get good. Yeah. So instead of you know, watching it like a movie, instead of being entertained by these guys, instead of being so quote unquote, just only inspired, I pulled information from these guys, I, you know, I emulated them, I looked at what they were doing, how can I replicate this into my life, and how can I do it on my scale, that's gonna get me to that next scale. Next thing you know, within a year of me being online, you know, marketing online, people were calling me one of the top three freaking affiliate marketers in the world. Right. You know, up there like, you know, Millionaire Mentor, Jason Stone, I didn't even know these dudes yet. I wasn't even making a fraction of what they're making. Now I'm making more than some of these guys, or just as much, and they're my homies. I text them on a day-to-day -day basis, and so it's like. Well, that's because the the difference is is like most people let their idols stay their idols, right? And it's okay to to respect people, but you have to make them your rivals in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. you have to want to beat them. You have to want to have competition. Healthy competition is good. Now, do I think you guys should actually be competing with someone? Do you and I actually, should we actually set income goals for the month and whoever wins gets a prize? No, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. That's, that's literally like one-on-one, -on -one, like, uh, you know, fighting. That's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And that's also why I left jiu-jitsu because, you know, I was friends with all these people I'm training with, but in reality, we all slightly hated, had this hate for each other because right. if one of us won, the ego would be hurt. Right. The only way not to be hurt by a competition is to have no ego. But with no ego comes low confidence. Mm -hmm. Like you can be really confident, but you just you don't need a huge ego. Right. What I used to say. But you still have one. Right. What I used to say is so a little ego is healthy. I call it. I call it the humble narcissist. So which means like you have an ego on the inside, but you're not portraying on the outside. Right. Because when people have an ego on the outside, it lets them affect. You know, if someone has an ego on the outside, it means they care what other people think. Right. It mean which means that other people's you know opinions and other people's decisions are gonna affect how they operate as a person. So if you're a humble narcissist on the outside, you're humble. You're taking in feedback. You're listening. Kind of you're observing a lot. On the inside, you're like, I'm the fucking best. I'm gonna fucking win. I'm gonna destroy everybody. Nobody likes a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> That's the truth. 
Nobody likes a piece of shit. I hate when someone I'm in a business networking event and the first thing someone can do is walk up to me and start telling me all their achievements. I don't give a fuck. Knowing, yeah. (laughs) I don't give a fuck what your achievements are. Show me what you can do. Right. Like, that's reality. I'm not, if I went and talked to Elon Musk, I would not walk up to him and be like, yo, I made, um, $7 million this year. I got a Lamborghini. (laughs) I drive a Lambo, man. Um, and I I have a lot of friends. I, I, I do a lot of business events. I speak a lot. No. If he wants to know that shit, he's gonna ask. Right. Like, Nobody wants to hear all your achievements. Nobody gives a fuck. So that's not confidence. That's ego. Right. That's you not letting who you are talk. If anything, it's lack of confidence. No, yeah. That's that's you literally trying to over... Um, Sell or... I don't know the exact word, but... Overcompensate. Over, oh, yeah. Overcompensate who you actually are with your, with your baby achievements in retrospect of the universe. Right. I'm not the most successful person in the world. I'm definitely not. I'm not even in the top thousands. Right. You know, it's just reality. And I'm not mad about it. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the people that are better than me. I just say, hey, I got a fucking way to go to catch up to these fucks. Right. And that's just, uh, that's just the truth, man. Nobody, if you guys are the type of people that, you know, you, you have to find confidence from talking about yourself. It's not confidence. I'll tell you what, every networking event I go to, there's always at least one person, usually a that couple, but always at least one per- person that come up to me and you think they would have confidence by the way they talk. And yeah, they're just a dick. Yeah, and it's, hey Josh, man, I grow, I grow my social media to this many followers, man, you know, so many people love me, you know, I made 10,000 last month, blah, 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 we gotta kick it sometime, man, da, da, da. what's your phone number? And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> That's the huge yeah. thing with entrepreneurship. People really think, they can just message someone of like high influence and you know someone that really respects their time, someone that's a high network net worth or just network individual. Right. Be like, yo, can I? Can we go out to lunch? I'll be in town on Friday. Mm-hmm. It's like in reality, bro. Number one, how many people ask me ask us that? I get asked Tons. all the fucking time. Hey, I'm on OC. Let's link up. Especially it's when not I go to a different state. If I go to a different state, different country, different city, I'm like, hey, I'm in Vegas. Boom, fifty messages from people in Vegas. Let me take you out to eat. My man, I can't have a group dinner with all y'all. <laughs> well, nor do you want to. No, of course. Why is it worth my time? <laughs> it's not that. It's just why do you think your time, like my time is, you deserve it. Right. And like, for example, if you set up an appropriate way, you email your business opportunity, your pitch, everything, what you want to talk about, if the fact that you want to be mentored, and you don't get a reply, it's probably not the right fit. Right. And, you know, some entrepreneurs won't see stuff. Um, some people do miss it. Mm-hmm. But I think networking is just one of the few things that just people just get wrong all the fucking time and it holds them back. Right. I just think it's true. So you said, you know, people talk so much about their achievements and whatnot. And it's funny because that made me think of the saying. It's uh, <laughs> who you are as a person speaks so loud, I cannot hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I heard that once and I was like, yo, that resonates so well because, like, I don't meet anyone and I ever talk about who I am. Right. Or what I've done. Or right. what I've achieved. I usually just answer questions when I go out and meet people. But I'm saying, no, if you meet someone that's never, that has no fucking clue who you are. Right. Is the first thing you say, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm rich, I do this, I travel the world? No. Right. Mine is, if someone asks me, what's up, what's my name, and I run into him at a party or at an event, I don't have the need to be like, oh, I'm a famous guy who drives a Lamborghini. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not care. Um, and that's where so many people get it wrong. But all right, let's handle these questions. Um... Can you under can you elaborate on the process? Elaborate the process in your business. I'm not sure how to answer that. Uh, how do you handle success and people trying to constantly network with you? That's an easy one. So you know when you're 
slightly more successful and you have people reaching out to you, you have people wanting stuff from you all the time. Noted, you guys gotta understand, most people never wanna give, they just wanna take. They just want to take things from you all the time. Take your time, take your knowledge, take your energy, and they wanna offer nothing in return. They wanna offer the most minimal they can because they don't think they have anything to offer. So for me, I just make people qualify themselves. You right. know, if, if someone reaches out to me and they wanna work with me, they need to qualify themselves. And not and it's not you're not quality person to me if the if your effort stops at an unread DM. Right. You know? Right. At an unread email. If you're giving up, if if I'm that important to you that you want me to mentor you, you want me, you want to have a direct connection with me and you give up at an unread DM, it's ridiculous. Right. You know, so many entrepreneurs are doing knowledge based things where they're teaching people. You oh, know? I'll tell you real quick, all the freelancers that I hired and all the my employees that I hired that work for me, like in terms of social media aspects. They blow up my phone constantly. And, you know, not in an annoying way, but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll keep providing me a piece of value when they reach out to me. So, for example, one of my graphic designers um, who does a lot of, like, my video editing, et cetera, he'd be, he would send me something for free. But, hey, man, I want to work for you. Check this out. And I would just read it and just leave it on scene because I'm probably at the time currently busy or doing something, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a week or two later, you know, maybe he'll try to follow up. Hey, did you see this? And let's say I don't apply again. Yeah. A week or two later, he'll give me a, another piece of uh, content that's even more valuable than the first one. And he'll be like, hey, man, check this out. I just wanted to make, make this for you and let me know if you want to talk. And literally, like, and this is for freelancers. This he's for giving more than he's asking to take right now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I literally had one dude do this for like two or three months, probably providing me like, thousands of dollars worth of value in terms of content. And at one point, I was like, all right, dude, let's work. Yeah. You know, and now this guy, I pay him, you know, multiple thousands a month, but because like he proved who he was as a person and that he respects his work and he really values wanting to work with me and that he can provide value to me in a way that I can actually use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just telling me, like, hey man, let me send you a free t-shirt, you know, or hey man, uh, let me, you know, give you a one shout out. You know, like he kept, kept continuing value. Not only that, but the value that he was giving me was helping me make more money. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not saying that, you know, in terms of everybody listening to this, you want to talk to somebody, you know, help them make more money all the time, but find something that can be a motivating factor for somebody that's going to help them, you know, actually work. Well, your, their time is worth talking to. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because, I mean, I just have better things to do than to reach back to every DM I get. And that's just reality. Right. So, to leave you guys on a good note, um, I'm going to close down Instagram. To leave you guys on a good note, you know, there's a lot you guys can be doing, right, on a daily day basis. There's a lot of ways you guys can gain confidence, but the number one thing to do is be out to go, is to literally go out and fucking do it. Is to right. go out, if you're scared of public speaking, you don't know how to network, go out and speak in front of six friends in your house. If you're not willing to push out of your comfort zone, because it's not easy. It's not easy rounding up six friends and doing a presentation on in front of them. Right. I'm not saying go sell them on something. As well as you have friends like, why you want to do this? Why you want to do that? I'm like, look, if you want to, you guys are serious about, you know, wanting to learn public speaking. You're serious about becoming more confident. You need to tell your friends, look, dude, shut the fuck up. Listen, I'm trying to get good at this. Here's why I want to get good out of it. Questions later. Let me fucking practice this. I need you to fucking support me. Or you're not my fucking friend. Yeah, for Simple. sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, like, the truth is is everyone wants to become successful, but they want the easy way. Now that's, that's cliche, right? That's the most cliche way to say it. They wanna mm -hmm. do the easiest things, they wanna do the simple tasks. Well, the way to actually become successful, the way to actually be good at something, is to make conscious efforts mm -hmm. into changing. For example, if you say, I wanna get better at public speaking, you can't just wait for a public speaking event to happen. Right. There's a waking up in the day, deciding you wanna be better, 
deciding you want more, deciding you want to be a you know Shopify expert, right. or deciding you want to make seven figures. When you make that decision, you make that conscious effort. You know, I realized someone told me this, and it was it was crazy because I looked it up and I started reading into the subconscious mind, mm-hmm. and the subconscious mind controls I think ninety five or ninety four percent of your day. Right. So if you think back, how fast did the last couple of years go by, for you? Last three years, how fast Very did it go quickly. by? It's just, it's just, it, it feels like one th- thought. It's one thought thinking yeah. about those years. Yes. But right now, right when I'm talking to you, this second, the movement is moving so slow. Yeah. The difference is, is right now you're listening to your, your conscious mind is there. It's awake, it's listening, and it'll disappear in a few seconds. Right. And you'll go back to that subconscious thinking. The subconscious part of your mind will take over the other 95, 4% of your day. Mm-hmm. But when you let yourself make a conscious decision where you're there, you're in the moment, time slows down, you can clearly think about what you want and you're not going off how you feel, you can actually make decisions to change your life. You can actually get up and say, this is what I need to do and I'm gonna do it. Everyone says, oh, it's so hard for me to work for the next year. Okay, well, in one year, you're gonna look back and that year's gonna be gone like that. Yeah. So why is it so fucking hard? It's because you, people are scared to make that conscious decision. They, they don't know they're not in control of their life all the time. Right, that's, that's actually crazy. I it's robotic. That. That's, that's true. You become a robot. And so how do you, what controls your subconscious mind? What you think to yourself in that 6% of your day. Mm-hmm. In that 6% of your day, when you're there, when you're mentally 100% there, like right now, you and I are having, having this conversation, you see me right, as a right. person, you realize you're living. Right. Those, right now you have the ability to reprogram that subconscious mind, mm-hmm. right? You don't have that ability most of the time because it's running off past programming. Mm-hmm. How do you become better, right? Someone else said something to me. I don't remember who said all these amazing things, but it's just all kind of smashed together in this in this you know bowl in my head of just like very philosophical things. Where someone said, "Today, this moment is not who you are. It's who you were for the last few years. Right? Who you are tomorrow is going to be based on your past. So who you want to be in a year is who you can be now. Right. That makes sense." Because you have to become that person. You're not automatically going to wake up that day. Right, right. So if you're fucking struggling, you're broke, you're miserable, or if you're just not making enough, or you're not that happy with your life, realize that's a cumulative decision and bunch of choices you've made All over the, the previous past. Actions and yes, every previous it's not thing. who you are to this second, right now. And if you want your life to manifest, you have to that's become that person first, right. and then that life will reflect. Right. So I think people miss that, and I think that's one of the biggest messages it's I give anyone. Every single decision that you make in a day times thousands of days in your yeah. entire life is who you are. That's, that's, that's crazy when you think about that because most people kind of just put where they are yeah. as they put the blame on other people usually. A lot of people, they, they put the blame on their circumstances, yeah. their parents. And some people do have bad circumstances. Right. But it's, the thing is, there's you always, can't let that hold you back. Yeah. There's a lot of people, you know, I get a lot of messages. Man, Josh, you know, my parents, this, my grandpa died, my. Family's broke. My this is that. My this is that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Well, there's somebody else who has one fucking leg who got fucking bombed and did this and, you know, is mentally retarded and, you know, somehow figured out how to become successful. You know, like, there's always somebody that is in a worse position that made it happen. Mm-hmm. That made it happen. And whoever, what, whatever situation you're in right now, there's always going to be somebody who's less successful and less, you know, in a worse position who will still make it happen. So I, that's why I don't feel sorry for nobody, bro. A lot of people are like, damn, Josh, you're heartless or you're, you don't have any emotions. No, I just, I just don't, don't feel sorry for you. And, and it's because you know, number one, what you want. Right. And you know what you're willing to put for it. 
and you know that you know if you're feeling sorry for someone and they just don't want anything mm. they say oh I, I'm not in this situation because of my family but in reality they never made those conscious decisions right yeah, how are you gonna feel sorry yeah. if they've tried everything and you see them exhausting options for 10 years then I'll say hey man maybe you just didn't have the right like direction or right, right. you know not everyone learns the same everyone has their own struggle that's something I learned over the long a long time right when you compare your journey in success to other people you really fuck yourself up because mm-hmm. some people's journey is fucking quick and then they learn some lessons later on and then their life sucks later in life and yeah. then they got to redo all of it some people's journey is slow i know someone who um who's one of my really good friends who was in debt since i can remember 16 and you know before 16 he was making half a million dollars a million dollars a year yeah and then he just went into debt for, until like a year ago yeah and that was his journey that's like <laughs> what is that seven eight years of just miserable shit now he's making a hundred thousand dollars a month again yeah. And he's old. He's like 55. And if you look at that, you say, okay, well, he didn't have the same journey as me because I didn't even get into business until like 17 and a half, 18. Yeah. I didn't even get into making money until then. And in five years, without the type of struggles he went through, I'm where I'm at. That, doesn't, that means everyone's journey is evolving, so you can't compare where you're at now to where someone's at because it's all about the journey. Yeah. And one of the crazy things, too, is when you think about it, I think a lot of, one of the last things I'll touch up on is just when we say like commit like actually committing for a set amount of time or yeah. until whenever that fucking goal is done um i think you know because for example we're talking about making conscious decisions decisions every single day you have to make conscious decisions to in a constant effort to become successful the thing is i think a lot of people they give up on that early because I, I tell people all the time i'm like dude if you know a lot of people like, dude i didn't make any money my first month online or dude this is too hard for me i don't i can't get it i can't do everything right i do everything that they say but i just can't get it i've been doing this I for hate that two one. months I will, one, obviously not doing everything right. Two. Even if you're doing everything right for two months, that's not long, not long enough ten yeah. time. And two, I'm like, give it a year, two years, three years. I guarantee you, if you put in effort every single day, you make the right conscious decisions, you don't let yourself veer off onto the wrong track for a 12 months, you're going to see some sort of fucking results. 24 months, you're going to become really fucking good. Three whatever years, you're, you're going to become a fucking boss. Because like... But you're going to get good at whatever you're fucking doing. Yeah. It's just... But you have to actually do the right things. You have to make the right decisions. The, like you gotta have a conscious effort to make sure, like, hey, I need to do this. This is what I should be doing. I need to find and seek more information that is relevant to what I'm trying to do. Like it's just so many people just they make conscious efforts and decisions for like five days and man, I'm not getting any progress and yeah. it's not for me, you know? I mean, if you do anything for an extended period of time, you're gonna get good at it. And if that's you jumping from business to business to business, which each business required you to have a different fucking set of skills. Mm-hmm. For example, if for six months you're a real estate agent, and then you go try to build a Shopify store or an eBay store, those are two different goddamn skill sets. And then you try, and then you start trading forex and then doing MLM. <laughs> yeah, and then the next thing you know, you're you're trying to public speak. Yeah, you're gonna be half ass at a bunch of things. Right. But if you spend a couple years developing on a couple skills that'll change your life right like pick what you want to be good at and just go for it uh, you guys listening to this right now you have to absolutely have to get rid of that instant gratification mindset that's yeah. it you know you guys and, and i understand it's tough you see people online living this life killing it you want it, it in now. a short amount of time you want it now you know you you want to live this lifestyle you want to have this money you want to help your family you, you, see, do you this. see the content you guys see us driving these cars and you see us traveling and you get depressed yeah and it's like Dude, you don't, you do not understand how much effort when we weren't on social media, how much things we were. That's the crazy part. That's why I didn't like the car anymore. Yeah. I still, I still love driving it. Mm-hmm. It was cool in the moment, but I didn't love it anymore. Um, 
people always like, oh, do you, you just a fan of Lamborghinis your whole life? Is that why you wanted one? Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck no. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know what a Lambo was till I was like 15 because I, li- I grew up in fucking Idaho. Yeah. I knew what a tractor was. <laughs> I knew what a cow was. <laughs> Not a fucking Lamborghini. Right. And I didn't know what one was till I was like 16, 17, which is crazy because most people are like, like my nephews are like, you drive a Lambo? Yeah. And they're like nine. Yeah. You know? And for me, it was the fact that it was just such a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's like, and I was like, we can do it. I was like, I want to do it. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I want that. I want to succeed. I want to, I want to push myself. Right now, I don't even know what I want yeah. in, in retrospect because back then I said, I have, for like two years, I was like, I'm getting a Lambo. I'm getting a Lambo. Yeah. And that was a goal, and I knew what to take to get to that goal. Now, you know, in the situation you and I are at, we need to set big fucking goals now that, like, push yeah. us to get out of bed 12 hours a day, like like those little goals did. Yeah, like, um, I, I think back now, you know, I, when I didn't have the GTR, I was like, I'm going to get a GTR, and I'm going to buy a McLaren. I got the GTR, and now I'm wildly successful, more successful, 10 times more successful than I was when I bought the GTR. Yeah. And I, I could have bought, like, multiple, multiple McLarens, and I'm just like, ah. Not, it's not. It's not. It doesn't get me up in the morning no more. Yeah, it's funny how that works, huh? It is, dude. I, I'm like, dude, the doors go up. I'm gonna get the McLaren. I'm gonna be set. And I'm like, people love cars, but they they forget to realize. Uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. They forget to realize it does the same thing as a Honda. Yeah, just, just a little faster. A B. Just a little faster. But yeah. they're great toys. They're great trophies. All right, guys, we're ending this. Josh, close it out. All right, guys. So appreciate you guys tuning into the podcast. Um, I hope you guys got a lot of value. I hope you guys you know got a lot of good information um, out of this. And like I always say. When you guys listen to the podcast, when you guys are consuming our content, um, really, really try to implement what we're talking about. Don't just listen to it. Don't just get motivated. Don't just try to get inspired. But actually, you know, if you've got to listen to this multiple times throughout the week, if you've got to take notes on it. You've got to consciously, like we talked about today, your conscious decisions, you need to consciously make a decision to actually execute and implement the things we teach and con- to continue to do it and make it a habit. Um, we make, this is hardwired in our minds, inside of our brains, which is why it's easy for us to talk about and which is why we're able to execute on the highest level possible. So until you guys actually completely understand it, can teach it to other people, um, you know, and you know, it just becomes a habit, you know, pretty much you don't have to think about it to actually do it, that's when you're gonna start seeing progress. So appreciate you guys listening to The Dropout Degree. Um, this was episode two of the new season, brought to you by your boy Jet Set, AKA Josh King Madrid and Jeffrey Bunting. I hope you guys enjoyed it you know this was kind of a freestyle episode we didn't have much of a curriculum we just wanted to touch on a few things we wanted to get some content out we wanted to give you guys the ability to spend time with people like us because there's not a lot of that out there there's not a lot of successful young entrepreneurs that's the big thing young entrepreneur i'm not even gonna say we're entrepreneurs we haven't done the most innovating stuff we didn't make amazon but young people killing it young business owners young hustlers right and that's the movement so if you guys are you know under the age of 30 and you're seeing these guys that are 45, 50 with millions, it's hard to relate. But when you see people like us, you guys can spend an hour or two with us, you know, once a week, once a day, whatever you guys, how much you want to consume is up to you. Right. When you have that option available to you, you'll see change. So. 100%. All right. We'll go ahead and we'll see you guys on the next episode.